Alright folks, coming to you live, week to week, Tuesday after Tuesday after Tuesday, Big Bob on the mic, Grace Abraham's behind the glass on the ones and twos, you're listening to the Brilliantly Dumb Show, happy to have you aboard folks, episode 6 we're sitting on right now. Now, after episode six, from what Grace tells me, we could get the sponsorships going. It gives enough juice for them to kind of survey what you've done in the the first six episodes and see, you know, who you want to sponsor. And I, you know, we were saying to Grace, yeah, we could bring in a couple sponsors, but it's got to have a little meaning to it, you know? Like, I want to be fired up about what I'm promoting. I don't want to just half-ass some cough syrup when I don't have a cold. You know, try and sell people on cough syrup. Hey, does your throat feel like it's got a rock in it? Come buy this cough syrup. I use it here on the Brilliantly Dumb Show even when I'm not sick. I don't want to do that, you know? Maybe get like a fedora company. Something I'm passionate about. You know, something that's going to just fire me up. Can't half-ass sponsors. But anyway, we, we, we got a Big, big episode ahead here. Uh, I want to jump right into it. I went through my first earthquake this week. My God, what a scene that is. From Randolph, New Jersey, okay? Earthquakes isn't even in our vocabulary. It just, you don't get it. You know, we get hurricanes, but the thing about hurricanes is they'll tell you in July that you can expect a hurricane in March. You know, the July, you could start tracking that sucker six months before it hits. Not the case with earthquakes. Nobody knows when this is going down, when your apartment's just going to be shaken back and forth like you're on a playground at a swing set. That's the scariest part about it. It just hits you. So I've never been through one of these things before. My God. So I got home from the gym. I went to this place, El Pollo Loco. It's a chicken joint. I can't stop eating it. I get two drumsticks and a thigh. Throw three sides in there, coleslaw, mac and cheese. I'm good to go. But anyway, I'm sitting at home and I'm eating this and I'm on FaceTime with my mom. Colin Cowherd shows playing in the back. For those of you who don't know, he's based out of L.A. So he just records this thing from the L.A. studio. So I got a lot going on. All of a sudden, I got an old apartment. This thing just starts waddling back and forth. Now, the earthquakes, they, they, they at least this one, it only lasted about 20 seconds. But 20 seconds feels like two minutes. So it took about five seconds for me to realize what was going on. And when I did, mind you, I'm on FaceTime with my mom. I totally overreacted. And I think me being on FaceTime with my mom is what kind of caused me to even overreact more. You know, I kind of wanted her to be a part of it and feel like what I was feeling. Totally freaked out. I took my drumstick. You should have seen me just heave this thing across the living room. It's like I was throwing a Frisbee. I like backhand threw it across the apartment. And I took like an offensive charge in my living room. I just, I fell to the ground. Not because I lost my balance, but just because I, I was so overdramatic about what was going on. It was my first earthquake. 
Do you imagine that? You're on the phone with your son. You're FaceTiming. All of a sudden, he just throws this piece of chicken across the room, falls to the floor, and yells earthquake. Like, what is my mom going to do? She's in Jupiter, Florida. But then I look up to the TV, and Colin Cowherd, who's doing his sports segment, he's about to cover for shelter because he's feeling the same damn thing I'm feeling. He's on Pico Boulevard, two streets down from me. So he's kind of got his hands over his head. So when I see that, I, I just was doing everything Colin was doing. And I kind of, I, I felt like I was in it with him. It's like, Colin, what, what do we do here? What, what's the play? Colin, where are we going from here? I didn't know what to do. Really quickly, I filled up a bucket of water. I don't know why. I just, I, I thought natural disaster. I just thought, grab a thing of water. No rhyme or reason, I couldn't tell you. But like the 20 seconds were over, I'm still acting as if the hurricane's going on. Five minutes after, I'm screaming for my neighbors. My neighbor Caroline, I haven't spoken to her in two years. I was just on my deck just going, Caroline! Caroline! Are you okay? It's like, yes, Robbie, I'm, I'm fucking okay. It's over. All right? Relax, you just got your earthquake virginity. Shattered. Take it down a bit. I panicked. I friggin' panicked. But it's a scary, scary thing. And then that same, it was either that same night or the next day, another one hit that that was stronger. I was ready just to pack my bags and head on back to Jersey. And I don't know if you saw it. I did an Instagram video about it. This chick they brought out on the news... She's like an earthquake expert, apparently the number one in the country. She put on the worst performance of demonstrating what, you know, what was going to be going on, what we should be doing. It was a disaster of an interview. And she's the only one we got out there. So every network had her. She was like on CNN, Fox. She was lost. It's like she just woke up. I've never seen a worse report in my life to where I started doing a video of it. So we're mid-earthquake. This is round two. And I'm sitting there doing an Instagram video. A little different than my first reaction. You know, after your first one, you think you're like, a, you're like an earthquake expert. It's like, everybody, calm down here. Yeah, we're sitting at about a 6.6 on the Richter scale. That meant absolutely nothing to me a day ago. Yeah, 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 we're looking at a 6.6. Might get a little aftershock here. Just settle on in and enjoy the ride here. But I forget this girl's name. It was like Lucy something. And it made me wonder, if you're an earthquake expert, A, how do you get into that profession? And B, does, does Lucy just hibernate throughout the entire year till it's earthquake season? You know, what? what is Lucy's off-season? Can you prep for earthquake season? You know, so they just flung her out there. This was the first hurricane, the first earthquake rep she got in eight months. What is she doing in the other, you know, 11 months? And it showed it was a disastrous press conference. You know, and I, I, I needed answers. I wasn't getting it from Lucy, the good old earthquake expert. So Lucy doesn't even have, like, a schedule. She just feels her, her house 
rattling back and forth and says, Oh, sweetie, I got to go into work today. Shit. She just took a six-month hiatus, but as soon as the, uh, the world is about to collapse, Lucy straps on her gear, gets dressed, takes a shower, and heads on into work. No idea of what time she's going to return home. Seriously, how do you come about being an earthquake expert, and what are Lucy's hours? Does she have an office? Do they give her an office at, at CNN or wherever she's reporting from? Because if you do, it's empty space for 11 months out of the year. I don't know when earthquake season is. Yeah, you know, Grace, I, I, I feel old. You know? I'm 26, but, but, but I feel like I was born in 68. I'm starting to see things that I do that it is so my dad. It's ridiculous, like to a T. Like things that, that, that shouldn't start occurring for another 20 years. When I'm 46, that my dad, you know, ha- ha- does at 60. Like, I'm, I'm a little ahead of schedule as far as following my father's footsteps. I am him. Like, I noticed the other day, I something, when he retired, for some reason, he could tell you gas station by gas station what the price is per gallon in Florida. I'll be like that uh, West Indian Town Road. He goes, okay, you're going to see an Exxon Mobil. You can pay three eighteen a gallon. I highly recommend going a mile down to the Shell where you're going to get two ninety eight a gallon. We've just like become obsessed with gas prices. I don't know when that starts. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it's a Florida thing, but, but that's what he does. He knows every gas station's price per gallon. And I'm in Beverly Hills, so if I see like a ridiculously high price, like I, the other day I saw four twenty-eight a gallon, I send them a picture. He'll just respond ridiculous or outrageous. We like we bond off gas prices. I <laughs> I don't know. I, I I really think it may just be a Florida thing. Or even the other day I'm at dinner. Real cute girl sitting next to me in cuts. Okay, it's me in cold cuts. At the same bar, actually, that I met Wiz Khalifa. Fun fact, Matt Damon walked in the other night. Sorry to sidetrack here, but Matt Damon walks in the other night, orders three shots. I just turned to cuts. I go, that's Matt Damon right there. How LA is this? Orders three shots with two of his friends, okay? His CC declines, which blew me away. So we're on the edge of our seats to see what happens next. Drops down $200, rips three shots, walks out the door into his driver's car. Like, imagine just walking into a nightclub and just standing on line at the bar, ripping three shots, and then walking out. Like, what was the next step for Matt Damon after that? Like, did they just say, oh, let's stop at the nice guy, go in, rip three shots, and then be on our way? It was truly remarkable to see. And then, you know, watching the credit card decline. I mean, that guy can't be in hard times. But I didn't know if he would, you know, start to blame it on the on the bartender. Kept his cool. Just dropped two Benjis down and walked up on out of there. Tell me it doesn't get any more L.A. than that. But anyway, now, so I, I see this girl. It used to, you know, you approach them and you offer them a shot. Lately, I, I, I offer, like, part of my food. I'm like, hey, you got to try this arugula salad. It is top of the line. 
the real good palate cleanser. You know, like that shit I'm supposed to be doing 20 years from now. Right now, the play should be, let me get you a shot. Not here. Can, uh, Mr. Uh, Server, can we get another little plate? I'm just going to give her some of my arugula salad here. Get the full thing. Get the tomatoes in there and everything. Like, it, it's very strange to watch this happen to myself. You know? Shit we give my dad a hard time about, it's backfiring on me because now I, I am him. Which I love, but again, this was not supposed to happen till years down the line. By the way, ExxonMobil, La Cienega, what a ridiculous price per gallon. Four twenty-eight. Right away my dad texts back, outrageous. It's our thing. Gas prices. I couldn't tell you why. Before we move on, building off the Matt Damon thing. Everybody always messages me like celebrity type questions for the Ask Bob segment. Like cool celebrity you met and stuff like that. It's a fun topic. I don't blame them. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting thing. And like a Matt Damon sighting, that that's one that's pretty cool. There's certain ones where it's just like, oh yeah, yeah, that's him from uh, from that from that. Oh yeah, that's the guy. Uh, what's the name of that show again? Like no, Matt Damon. You see that? It's like wow, that's that's pretty sick. But could you imagine? My uncle told me the other day he lives in Las Vegas and he lives in a country club. So he's like actually on the six hole. To where if you shank one left. Like, if you hook it far left, you could be hitting my uncle's place. Like, he's, he's on the friggin' hole. But anyway, so he's out drinking a cup of coffee in the morning, doing his daily routine. Las Vegas, okay? Looks out onto his hole, 8 in the morning. It's fucking O.J. Simpson. Lining up a putt. Could you imagine that? Look, I'm no big O.J. fanatic. But if you see the guy, it would it would send chills down my spine. You know, I don't I don't think I've ever been next to a murderer. Like in all seriousness, I, I I haven't I might have that I don't know about, but I don't think I've crossed off standing next to somebody who killed somebody off my resume. I mean seriously, could you wouldn't that freak you out if OJ Simpson's just in your backyard putting on the green? It's like, yeah, OJ, you got a little left to right there. Easy going down that hill. It breaks a little bit. Like, like what? OJ Simpson? Imagine you're just at the deli and he's standing next to you. I'll do two pounds of bologna. Let me, uh, let me try the salami there. And holy shit, that's OJ Simpson. You murdered a human being. And here you are sitting next to me in the deli line. What deli number are you, OJ? I mean, geez, that, that, that just spooks the shit out of me. That goes beyond like a celebrity sighting. Because there's some people you see and it's like, holy shit. You know, O.J. Simpson, it's like he doesn't really actually exist. And if you saw him face to face, oh God, it just it gives me the chills even talking about it. It would scare the shit out of me. Oh, hey, O.J. Oh, man. By the way, I don't know what he did with his putt. I got to ask my uncle. But my uncle says, like, he looks out onto the green, and he just knew right away. Drinks his coffee, and it's like, holy shit, that's O.J. Simpson in my backyard. That's real comforting. That's really what I want to see while I'm scramming down in an Eggs Benny. Little Eggs Benedict in my backyard with a cup of coffee and O.J. Simpson putting. My God, did that spook me. So, yeah, if, if, 
If I had to pick, I'm going to take Matt Damon over O.J. Simpson any day of the week. By the way, he's on Twitter now. Another thing that scares the shit out of me. I found out when he, when he got released that he was going to start up like a Twitter or an Instagram account. I was so curious to like what type of posts he would have. But he's kind of like screwing with people. It's pretty screwed up. You got to go look at O.J. Simpson's Instagram. Holy shit. And like you don't want to support the guy. And follow him. Because you know it's all a gimmick. You know. Get his name back out there in the light. But you can't not click follow. Like you have to see what he's doing. I said to my friend. I said maybe he'll just be like one of those inspirational posters. Where he just posts posts like inspirational quotes. Just totally throws everybody off guard. You just wake up and like OJ Simpson posts like something about your future being bright. (laughs) Instead, no, he's doing like weird rants, and it, again, it, like it gets the people going. It's it's bizarre, it, the whole thing. But anyway, moving on, I'm gonna throw this in the sports big category. Apparently, paintballing is still a thing. Fourth of July weekend, my buddies convinced me to go out paintballing. I had no idea that it still goes on. You know, it's like, where in Los Angeles are we going to find paintball? You don't just go down Melrose, and next thing you know, there's a whole paintball field. Is there, is there an on-property type paintballing experience? Sure enough, there was. So we went paintballing. I didn't really know what to expect. I wore cargoes. I wasn't going to come in the full-blown camouflage. I thought they'd just kind of let us run around, kind of run rampant around, around the, uh, the, the fields there. So we get up, it's called Paintball Depot. We get there, and I think they're either just going to match us up with with you know some other team that's on a pretty even level, or just let us run around the field and just have at it, fuck each other up. So of course, I don't have my own paintball gun, so we go to the rental shop to get it. We get the team that we're going to be matched up with. These guys could have been six Navy SEALs, from all I know. They pulled out like AK-47s, like out of their satchels. Like, like they, they, I knew we were in trouble. They had team uniforms. Everything blended in perfectly. I said, okay, yeah, this, this could be a problem. <laughs> this is no longer. I was getting a tutorial from Pete, the gun shop owner, on how to load and unload my paintballs. Meanwhile, these kids show up with a 20 by 10 Sized rifle. Say, what what exactly is is this guy planning to do with that thing? Can we level me up here, Pete, for an extra $20, $30? Something a little bit bigger? So anyway, they we go and, they, you know, they got all these, these barricades and all this different shit around the field. Now I'm hiding behind this, this big old friggin', it's like a, like a rubber... I don't even know how to describe it. It's just there, you know, something to hide behind. It wasn't very sturdy. The buzzer rings, I got this big buzzer to start. You could start paintballing. I shit you not, the buzzer rings, and I just get popped. One in the forehead and then one on my goggles. Paint just sprays across my goggles. It was two seconds after the alarm rang. Now, what I didn't know is you're supposed to raise your hand that you've been shot Pete didn't tell me that much because I had no idea. 
So pretty much, if you don't raise the hand, they're just going to keep firing away at you, which they did. I had a can of paint on me about 15 seconds in until somebody told me to raise my hand. So all 4th of July weekend, I had an ice pack that was corn, a roasted corn ice pack just sitting on my neck and on my forehead. They didn't have any ice packs there. So you mean to tell me that nobody's been shot in the forehead? All they could give me was a thing of iced corn that they pulled out out of the employee cafeteria there at Paintball Depot. So yeah, we don't have any ice packs, but we do have some roasted corn that we were going to have for lunch today. Huh. And again, you mean to tell me you, nobody's been shot in the forehead? I said, well, they have, just not as many times as you were. Huh, that's comforting. Maybe we should have a guy, kind of a commissioner, match up even teams a little bit. This way we're not going against Navy SEALs here out in the open. Speaking of two-second knockouts, did you see, by the way, in the UFC last Saturday? There was a knockout in two seconds. It was the fastest knockout in UFC history. How, how does somebody get knocked out in two seconds? I, I could see how somebody could get shot by a paintball in two seconds. But how do you get knocked out in two seconds? Like, obviously, if I were to go into the ring, yeah, I'd be knocked out cold. But by the time yet I, I fell down to the ground, I'd like to think it'd be like 3.2 seconds. You know what I mean? You got to see this fight. It, they, they, they ring the buzzer. Just like my paintball experience, next thing you know, this guy gets a flying knee to the face. And it was a legit two seconds. So a couple things you have to, to counter in here. A, how did this guy bring his knee up to somebody's face to knee kick him in under two seconds? And not only that, after he gets kicked in the face, how do you fall to the ground all keeping that under two seconds? You got to see this knockout. And the guy that got knocked out was undefeated. So I watched this, and it really just brought me back to my paintball experience. The guy was out cold just without a can of paint on him. So I guess I should give some more you know, credit, not be so hard on somebody for getting knocked out for two seconds into whatever it may be. Because this buzzer rang. I thought I had some, like, some shelter in front of me. I started behind this big... Kind of, whatever the fuck it was. You know, you're supposed to be good for the next couple seconds. If I were to pop my head out, then yeah, maybe. But no, they ring this thing, poop, poop. One to the forehead, one to the neck. Packed the roasted corn on the young fella. That was my July 4th weekend. Went to work the next day. Looked like I got a bunch of circle hickeys on me. Nobody knew where the hell I was. Oh yeah, I was paintballing. Like, anybody's really going to believe that. Yeah, Robbie, <laughs> good luck finding a paintball field in Los Angeles. Well, there is one, apparently. Well, folks, that just about wraps it up here. Episode 6 of the Brilliantly Dumb Show. This is a big one for us. iTunes, we got about 260-some-odd ratings, all five stars. I'd like to keep that flowing. We're building some momentum here. After episode 6, as Grace has advised us, we could start bringing in some sponsors. Now, you guys may not want to hear that, but Boardman gets paid, and we're going to make them fun sponsors. It's not going to be just, you know, your average just rattle these things off. I want to make it funny. But stay tuned. We'll be coming at you week after week after week. We're going to double up on the Ask Bob segment for episode 7, and let's keep this train rolling, folks. 
Happy to have you aboard the Brilliantly Dumb Show. I'm Big Game Bob. That's Grace Abraham. We will see you next week, folks.